Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on, I am Scoots Bronson. I am Ed Foster, and this is Viewers Anonymous, man. How we feeling, yo? Man, we are, um, we on the road, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great, especially about this episode. You know what I'm saying? I've been feeling good about this past episodes, man. We've been getting some, some great numbers, man. Hopefully, we start getting that feedback soon, but... For right now, man, I'm excited. I can't wait to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the the, the greatness of uh, this episode we got right now. So I'm good, man. How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. I, I You know what I'm saying? I went out and did my part today, you know, uh, put a voice to it, you know what I'm saying, put my put my vote in, you know, it's election day and all. But, you know, I just wanted to yeah, man. share the fact of, you know, because it did, it did, like, dude, I was worried because, I was worried, but I wasn't worried because this morning mm-hmm. I saw a, a dude I worked with. He lived not too far from where I stayed, so we voted at the same place. And he showed a okay. video long as line. So I was like, well, I didn't plan on going in the morning anyway. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go when I get off. I'm like, but we got pie today. But I was like, man, I, was yeah. like, I got a feeling, man, I'm going to be good. I went in there and no line. Dude, it didn't take me 10 minutes. It didn't take me 10 minutes. What? I was no, in and bro, out. I went. I've, okay, so I voted early. And um, I went this past Saturday and um, my wife, she, she told me, she said, we're going to go when, when she gets off work because she worked third shift. So she was like, we just going to go when you get, when I get off work. I'm like, all right, cool. That shouldn't be an issue. Man, we got to that goddamn place. That motherfucking line was long in the motherfucker. It took us probably about 10 minutes to find a parking spot. Then once we find the parking spot, my wife forgot got her mask. So she had to walk back to the car. Oh. I walk in, right? I'm trying to walk in and, and solidify a spot. So the dude stopped me and says, no, you can't You can't come in this way. You have to go to the back of the line in the parking lot. We just left the parking lot. So <laughs> I had to leave out the building, walk all the way down the courthouse stairs, and then meet my wife midway from her going to get her mask. So which was a good thing. I'm glad she left her mask because then we would have had to do all the extra shit for no reason. So we go, we go all the way to the parking lot. We walk up there or whatever. We get in line. The line really didn't take as long as it did or as long as I thought it would. We probably waited in line for probably about 15 minutes. And then like um, once we got to the, I want to say like once we got to the lobby um, in front of the room where everybody was voting, we instantly got a chance to get in because they had like three or four rooms available for people to go vote. So like um, it was like probably like four or five machines in each room. And then um, they'll come, They the people came and got you, told you, you know what I'm saying, come. They had everything, you know what I'm saying? Like it was easy, gave them the ID, they registered you, they gave you a slip. And then like they had, um, what's those things called? Uh, like a little two, not two pit, but ear, like a uh, long ass uh, fucking, um, uh, Q-tip. Oh, shit cup. Well, yeah, it was something like a Q-tip, but they ours gave me pins. like a Q-tip. Yeah, so ours was like pins. So we had the oh, pins yeah. where you could t- like touch screen pins. Yeah, yeah, that's what we had, but so, it was like a Q-tip. Okay, so For ours us. we had 
yeah, we had the ones that's like that, but there's like actual pens too. So you can write with it and you can touch the screen and stuff. So they gave us those, you know what I'm saying? We went in, we voted real quick. Then boom, they had this little thing where you had to put your slip through after you vote. And then like we got in and out, it wasn't no issues. Um, so far, so good, man. And I know it was like a lot of people there. So I know in Ohio, they've been doing a lot of early voting. I know our numbers boosted up to like 40% since uh, the last election. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Everything was looking good. I talked to a few people um, that came in on second shift on my job, and they were saying, like, shit, they was getting in and out with no issues. So, you know what I'm saying? It's looking good so far, man. Everybody getting their shit in. That's good, man. Appreciate you doing your part. Man, I mean, listen. I got to, man. I got to. Oh, yeah, man. But, I mean, it's something we're going to do towards the end. But, man, I, I've been holding this in because, we, you know, we did our little pre-production or whatever. But, man, I've been wanting to tell you, man, look, you are – in a good way, you are mm-hmm. an asshole for putting me in the position <laughs> <laughs> of what we got to do for the fire flames that we got. Dude, I was struggling, <laughs> struggling. I was, I was in, I was in my room last night. Yeah, man. Like, yo, trying to put together what we gonna do for the fire flames, yo. I was like, man, scoop this Listen, damn asshole. I'm, a, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. It. It was a little bit difficult for me, but when I went back, like, cause I didn't, I didn't watch. I, I tried my best not to watch any of his movies, cause I knew that was gonna, that was gonna put some bias real quick on on my five. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna watch. I'm trying to not to watch any Denzel movies, right? Soon as I flick the channels on the TV, Fences is on one channel, so I skip it. I'm like, I can't watch that. I don't want to watch it because I knew it, right? Mm-hmm. Then. After I flick from fences, uh, the Equalizer Two is on another channel. Okay, skip that one. I can't watch it. Then I skip that, and fucking Glory is on another channel. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I just start watching Netflix. I'm like, I'm not doing this, bro. I'm not doing it. You know what it is? Hey, that's the government listening in on us, dude. I'm telling you, that just like when you be fucking. <laughs> Listen, yo, check this out. Check this out. No, so I'm talking to my girl, so she calls me. While she's at lunch, right, and she was, yeah. and she was in the uh, church, just chicken, right. I don't know if y'all got that up there, but like, oh yeah, so we got the box of grease. Okay. okay, so she's at churches, right, and she's talking about how long the line is. So we just talking about churches because I was like, um, I was saying that how it's, that's the best name for a fucking chicken place. She was like, why? Yeah. I said, because I said everybody, I said every black people that go to church eat church chicken. So that's I was like, it's just a great name. And so, dude, I get on fucking Facebook after I get on the phone with her. What ad do you think I see? Church's chick. Church's chick. God damn. So it's like, yo, they listening in, but they like, they not, oh man, they fucking with your TV. This is a whole nother level. Well, see, it, I don't think they was messing with the TV because it was, I, I was looking at, I got Sling TV for my cable because I, I use my Xbox for uh, all my entertainment. So I don't think they was listening in. I just think it was, it was just the fact that that day, bro, like they just had hella. And if anybody don't know, we're talking about the great Denzel Washington on this episode. So I think they just had hella Denzel movies on. And I'm like, he got so fucking many, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Every goddamn channel is down there fucking Denzel. So I was just like, no, I, I, I just switched over to Netflix. I said, fuck it, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, like you said, man, like, <laughs> this is something that we plan on doing. We we, we want to, you know, single out either actor or actress. It's not no sex biases here. We're um, right. but like, 
you know, we just want to take a person and basically appreciate them, giving them um, their flowers, you know, while they're alive. I mean, we can do a dead person too. I mean, that's not really, you know, an issue as well. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like a lot of great people don't really get like the recognition like they should. And like we was talking yeah, about um, when we was talking about doing this idea and we uh, figured that we would do Denzel Washington first because what we did on the preview of the last episode was we were saying that this person only won as far as the, I don't, I don't understand why they make some stuff so prestigious, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the Oscars is the prestigious thing. And we was like, he only has two, but I was like, you know, one as the best actor and one as the supporting best actor. But the thing yep. is like, even people like Leonardo DiCaprio only got like one, you know what I'm saying? Leo got, well, he just got one. That's what I'm saying. And like even Meryl Streep, yeah. like she she holds the record for the most nominations. But I think, mm-hmm. damn, did she even win one? Because I, I yep. know. You know, she, she got one. She okay, got one. okay. But I know yeah. like she holds I think the record Mel, for the I think Meryl Streep is um I think she's in the uh EGOT club. Okay, okay. But like like but but even what we were saying was like I don't think that this puts you on this elite level. Like now what it does do because they made it just like with Grammys, like Grammys, they, they, they give you this tag Grammy nominated. That's just like, you know, I was listening to some podcasts and they were saying that what it does for you is you go into that room as far as the negotiation and you could be like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm Oscar nominated. You know what I'm Word. saying? And just that Oscar Word. nominated will, you know, boost will help you out as far as, you know, negotiations and shit like that. But for him to only win the two, and my thing with, with the one that he won, okay, let's get into it. The one that he won, as far as best oh, actor, yeah, okay, yeah. Training Day. <laughs> yeah. Now, Training Day, don't get me wrong, Training Day is, is a great movie. It was, and the thing is, like, even though that was the first time he played, like, a crooked cop, it's not that he never mm-hmm. played a bad person before, but right. it like as good as the movie was, it was still disappointing for that to be his first one. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's like, yo, like he got so many great movies out, but he wins for playing the bad guy. And then I did not know this. And tell me if you know this. So fun fact, mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people know this. So he played in a movie with Julia Roberts, right? The Pelican Brief, right? Okay. Back in like the 90s. And there was supposed to be a scene in that movie where they kissed, right? So Uh he fought the people. He was like, I don't think it'd be good for my community for me to kiss a white woman on TV, right? Okay. So... What they did with the Pelican Brief was it was <clears throat> they started going in for the kiss and then they like blacks out and then go to the next scene. So you could tell they was going to kiss, but they didn't actually kiss on TV. So yeah. when he won that award, Julia Roberts presented the award for him. Mm-hmm. When he went on stage, he gave her the big kiss. And he explained <laughs> it. Hey, he's a G, man. Hey, genius. Now, I don't know what his wife thought about it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably had the conversation. With, I, I don't know. Oh, he had I don't to. know. 
He had to. Was, he had to. I'm pretty sure he, they probably tell you who are given. I'm. They probably know. We probably don't know, but they probably know the people that are giving out certain awards. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they would, and maybe he found out about it. And like, look, man, like, you know, I did the Pelican B for her. I refused to kiss her on screen. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to make this full circle, that kiss that they wanted me to give her at the time in that movie, I give it to her now if I win type of thing. And, like, I just thought that that was, like, a very cool thing. Like, you know, for for him to, because, I mean, the Pelican Brief came out in fucking, like, I mean, it came out in the early 90s. And for him to take this thing, because he wasn't who he was at that time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. now at the time, he, I think he won for glory already. Because he won for glory um, in 1990. But Yeah, he was the, um, that's the supporting actor, right? Yeah, that's the supporting actor, yeah. Yeah. But I just thought, I mean, you know, fun fact, man, I I just thought that that was a real cool thing to do. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure, now look, we don't know how Julia Roberts felt at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe she didn't get it. Maybe she was just like, what's the big deal? Like, you you know what I'm saying? You you ain't trying to kiss me on, I mean, it's a movie. You know what I'm saying? It ain't ain't that serious. That shit came out in 93. The Pelican Brief came out in 93. So this was after, this was after Malcolm X. So yeah, yeah. I think that I think that had I think that had a lot to do with it, right? So you got to remember, like nine in the nineties, the nineties was like um, <clears throat> from to me at least, the nineties was like in film was like the latest last black renaissance. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that. it was like the the latest black renaissance right so like you got to remember like this is when we were putting out conscious products even in the music we was putting out conscious a lot of conscious music you gotta think like um leaders of the new school uh tribe called quest de la soul you know what i'm saying like um public and living color was out arsenio hall you know what i'm saying like this was a time where even though we weren't getting our just due in a lot of places, like we still were having, we still were, we still were making like these prominent pieces of art in all these different, you know what I'm saying, lanes. So like in the movies, you know what I'm saying, like Spike Lee was really putting out all these great movies at the time. And then, you know what I'm saying, like Rusty Cundiff was one of the guys that was putting out uh, great movies at the time. He even put out like Tales of the Hood, uh, Tales from the Hood in the 90s. So it's like in the, from from ninety to two, well from ninety to ninety eight, I say, is is like to me was a black renaissance in entertainment, and so um, especially between ninety and like ninety six, you had like a lot of conscious conscious stuff going on uh, for black people. So for Denzel to make that statement to me, like I I kind of understand where it's coming from because it's like I'm sure that. You know what I'm saying? Especially knowing who he is. Like, he's a, a very intelligent guy. So for him to be able to, you know what I'm saying, acknowledge that and be like, yo, this is not the thing for me to do right now. And then coming off of Malcolm X, you definitely don't want to do that because, you know what I'm saying, like, now you're really being looked at as that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because 
if you think about it, it wasn't really a movie like that, you know what I'm saying, that was that was out around that time. I think Malcolm X was was um a very, very man, I, I think that was a very strong biographic movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't really remember any other movie about a historical figure from that time that had the effect that Malcolm X did. Because remember when Spike Lee put out Malcolm X, like you start seeing people on TV shows with the X on the hat. You start seeing them with the X on the sweaters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you start seeing Black Power. I mean, well, it was already going on, but you just really started, you know what I'm saying, seeing that transition into other, you know what I'm saying, areas like, you know what I'm saying, NWA, you know what I'm saying, like all these groups that had these, you know what I'm saying, like had these things or, or had these ways of, you know what I'm saying, expressing themselves. Like this is something that they were expressing themselves about. Like they were really, you know what I'm saying, getting into it. So I think this was like a, a very, very strong stream of conscience for us. And I think that with him doing that, like it was right, you know what I'm saying, like in the in pocket. Yeah, especially for that time. But like I, I love how he made it full circle because it made it more mm-hmm. like a, you know what I'm saying, like, like it, it completed something because, like, like I said, we don't know Julie Roberts. We don't know if, if if she really had an issue about it. But like, I'm sure you she know, did. Look, maybe look. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, but it but that was a cool gesture. But to get back to like Training Day, like Training Day was like yeah. a fucking. I mean, him, Ethan Hawke, like the way they was able to do that movie, man, it, it was it was great. He was yeah. And, and then you have That's one what, of the is most, that John Singleton. Was that John? I can't remember if John was the one who did it because I kind of I don't know why I want to say Peter Bird did it. Um, let me see who the fuck did Training Day, but um, oh, Antoine Fuqua, okay, same, yeah, same okay. line, same line, same line. But uh, but like him playing Lonzo, man, it it was it was mm-hmm. it was great. It, it it was great, man. Um, but it it just sucks because it's like. Why couldn't he win for like 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 he, he lost Malcolm X, yo? Okay, now okay, all right. So let me let me play devil's advocate, right? When when this happened, I was in that group too. But at the time, I'm trying to think. When did Training Day come out? Training Day came out in 2001. 2001. I wasn't yeah. even in. I wasn't even in high school yet. See, I was. So, yeah, see, so when I seen Training Day, I was in, like, seventh, eighth grade. I wasn't even probably supposed to be watching this shit. But I watched it anyway. Great movie, right? Uh-huh. Now that I got older and I sit back and I and I had a chance to really watch it, this was totally, totally out of his jurisdiction of acting. We've never seen him in this kind of role before. He controlled every aspect of that movie. Literally, he controlled every aspect of that movie. Any anything that any scene that he was in, there was there was nobody that was front and center above him. True. True. So I mean like- to see him to see him dominate in that in that space because like you got to remember like in all the in all the rest of the movies that he's in right he had he had some great roles but to me this one was 
Like this one is this one is probably his most prominent role only because not because he's a, a bad cop. I think it's just the fact that his acting is so good. Like he makes you believe. Like this is one of those things to where you don't even look at Denzel the same. Like to me, that I didn't see Denzel in that role. I seen the dude that was a fucking dirty cop. Like he True. literally was like out of himself in that one. So I, I think that when they when they gave him this this you know an award for this, like it was fitting. I mean, but he did do Hurricane and he got game before he did that. So True. now True. when it comes to Hurricane, he was a person that was falsely accused of, of a crime. So it wasn't that he was a bad guy it, even if he got game like you kind of felt for him because it was like okay it was in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like he wasn't trying to kill her you know what I'm saying like he just he was, right, he was trying right, to discipline right. his son and he just threw his arm he didn't know that she was going to hit her head and fucking die so it's but like, it, you you also got to remember too when he got game like he got game was also surrounded around Ray Allen it wasn't really focused on I mean like Denzel had his had his time but it was more so like of a Ray Allen movie you know what I mean like it wasn't really a Denzel movie like to me I feel like in and he got game even though he did a great job at being uh the dad in this movie like he was I don't know he felt like a supporting actor in this movie uh a, a strong one a strong one but yeah like yeah, that but but his effect was felt though because one hundred percent, Ray yeah. Allen, well, Jesus Shuttlesworth was holding around that that fucking not guilt, but like that that anger of yeah. this man killing his mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like my thing was, it was just like the I guess the point I'm trying to make was like it. This was a different role because he's never played a dirty cop. He's played cops, mm-hmm. but he's never played a dirty one. And well, to, um. I'm trying to think. He was a dirty cop in Out of Time, wasn't he? Out of Time went out yet. Out of Time came out in 2002. Out of Time was... Hold on real quick. So Out of Time came out 2001. It came out um, 2002. No, actually it came out 2003, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Out of Time. Wow. I love Out of Time. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I was confused. Cause that movie looked old as shit. The way it was shot, it looks old. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you something else. I tell you something else. Man on fire. The way it was yeah. shot, it looks old. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks old, dude. I watched that shit a couple weeks ago, dude. It is so crazy to look at Dakota Fanning now, dude. Like <laughs> she's fucking Yo, grown. Now, she dude. was she's played so many, she's played in so many roles. Like, um, speaking of her, like, I didn't know she was in a, uh, one of the Twilights, right? Yeah. So, m- my wife is a huge, she was a huge Twilight. Well, she is a huge Twilight fan. So, uh, I forgot for one of the movies, she made me go to Walmart. Well, we stood in line in Walmart to order, like, the super deluxe version of one of the movies. And so, we sitting here, and we watching this movie, and this little, like, it looked like a little girl, but you know it's not a little girl. And you're looking at her, I'm like, damn, she looked familiar as shit. And she was like, yeah, that's that one girl from the one movie. Dude, and I'm crazy. looking, I'm like, hold on, Dakota Fanning? She was like, I think that's her name. And I get to look and I'm like, god damn. I'm like, man, she still like a little fucking kid. 
Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I was looking, I was looking at hide and seek like last night. I wasn't watching it, watching it, but it's just crazy to look at this like damn, she grown now. It's like I'm getting old, dude. Like I'm getting old, but um, but no, out of time and uh, and and Man on Fire was kind of shot old, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. But to get back to it, look, he, he killed Lonzo, and then we get the most iconic scene. I mean, it's it's gotta be as far as like memorable moments of any movie. Mm-hmm. It was when Jake flipped out on his ass and he gave that fucking speech. Like, dude, what? I can I can look at that Come speech. On, man. Anytime, and then I love, I love when he does. They're like, see, I like the small little shit. Like, like when he was telling them, he was like, "Y'all gonna do this to me?" And then he was like, "I'm gonna put cases on all you all bitches." You bitch. Oh no, he said, "All you sons of bitches, I'm gonna and have then, y'all uh, 24, hour, 23 hour lockdown. Lockdown. Shoot, y'all break. gonna be in Pelican, Pelican Bay. Bay. <laughs> and then it was, and then he threw, <laughs> and then he threw a small little Jake. Man, what? <laughs> Y'all think I can do this to me? Man, Can't that go was shit. Got shit on me. It was just like, oh my god, but you can Super feel it. Grip, nigga. That was my shit, bro. And no, was, that shit was in. That shit was in every goddamn. That was on every mixtape for the next like three to four months. Dude, it was dude <laughs> one of the best things you ever seen. And, and dude, yeah. he was spitting and everything. It was just like you could feel that shit. Yeah, and then when he got shot up. When oh, the Russians man. finally caught up to him, the way he was taking those, man, look. look no, man, I'm gonna tell you, he, I'm gonna tell you the coldest, the coldest scene in that movie, right? And this is this is where I say this is why I say that when you watch this movie, bro, you forget that this is Denzel. So remember when Jake finally find out what's going on, right? They go to his house. No, or, or they at his house, or they at his girl house, where and his son is there. So his girl is in the his girl is in the bed, even men bed, right? And salute to, and salute to this scene too, because this is one of the scenes that I loved in the movie. Eva Mendez jumps out of bed butt ass naked. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she backs up, she grabs the covers and backs up. And and if you pause it, if you have VHS at this time, because I had it on VHS, and you pause it, you can see her butt naked. And then you keep watching it, right? <laughs> <So she's> back- <laughs> hey man, come on, man. Listen. We just got off of the horror stuff, bro. I love boobies. So she back up and she grabbed the covers and put them up over, right? So, so I forgot what happened. He grabbed the shotgun and he's looking for Jake in the house. But I forgot what happened. Somehow Jake had his son. He starts speaking fucking Spanish, fluent fucking Spanish to his son. Why yep. he got the shotgun on Jake? And he's shooting yep. the shotgun. But he's talking to his son. His son ain't even budging. He just hears that. And he just speaking fluent. I'm like, yo, how great is fucking Denzel Washington to be in this situation? He talking shit to Jake, but then he stopped talking shit to Jake. Switch over, start talking to his son, but he's speaking fluent Spanish. I'm like, bro, that to me, that was the best scene in the movie. Yeah, that motherfucker, man. Denzel is, a, is, is that dude, man. And you want to know one of the movies... One of my favorite Denzel movies that nobody talk about. It's one of those ones that's like it's kind of swept under the rug because mm-hmm. it was a it came out <clears> after <throat> Mo Better Blues. And it's like nobody really think about it, dude. Yeah, because this is, I think this is another reason why I get slept on, right? So Glory comes out in '89, Mo Better yeah. Blues come out in '90, right? Mm-hmm. Then Malcolm X come out in '92, but he did a movie yeah. in between that time, Ricochet. 
I I've never seen Ricochet. Ricochet. Never Dude, seen oh Ricochet. my God. Listen, I gotta listen to me. He was, <clears throat> he was Nick Styles. And basically what it is, like he was running. Um, so he was a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And he arrested this dude. And the dude ended up getting out or broke out or some shit like that. And so what he started doing was instead of just running away, he wants to fuck up Nick Styles' life, right? Yeah. So he would do shit like like one thing that he did was he got he drugged him, uh, drained his pool, right? And mm-hmm. he had video of him. He's he's drugged now. He can't do nothing. But he hired this prostitute to have sex with him, and he sent the tape to his wife. Mm. And so he's trying not to seem crazy. He was like, "I'll tell you where he had me." So they go to the fucking place, but then they fill the food back up. So they making them like a fucking nut. And he's like, "This the food empty? Like it was just empty? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you know, it was like one of those type of shits. So yeah. it was making him look crazy. His wife was about to leave him. Ice T was in this movie. Oh wow! Yeah, he ended up getting Ice T to help him because Ice T was a gangster. But I'm thinking that like they was like friends back in the day. But he chose the law and he chose to be a gangster. Yeah, and, like um, so they ended up teaming up in the end to uh to get the dude uh back locked up again. But he ended up dying. But like Ricochet, dude, it was a really really fucking good movie but nobody talks about it because it's like in the middle of those classics yeah like yep. you do dude, dude, you you like do that that will fucking do it but um man listen so you know what i'm saying like he denzel to me right he's one of those guys who he has like these um he has like these these moments in time that it seems like are forever. And you know what I'm saying? Like he had this moment in time, like where he was the man. Right. And to this day, like any, any woman that's between the ages of, I say maybe 40 and nah, maybe 45 because what? Yeah. Okay. So between the ages of 45 and 65 right Denzel was like the the one for them right and he was literally every woman's dream guy in the 90s mm-hmm. he was literally he was he was a sex symbol you know what I'm saying like remember it was a thing where like it was in movies, it was in, in in comedy, all that shit. Like women would say, like niggas was Denzel fine. Yep. Like this dude was the this dude was literally the man. There was no role that Denzel was in that that was really like bad. I don't think he's ever had a bad role. He's probably been in like maybe a few bad movies, but like any role that he's been in, he's really killed. And one of those, for me, one of those roles was um was uh, Remember the Titans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a Disney movie, and you know what I'm saying? It was a timepiece. It was it was one of those like his based on you know what I'm saying true events type movies or whatever. And you know what I'm saying? They was talking about how um 
a coach took over a high school team during, you know what I'm saying, a time of, you know what I'm saying, like racial injustice and, well, we still in racial injustice, but, you know what I'm saying, like just, just at a at a time where racial tensions were super high, you know what I mean, like he, he, he made black players play with white players and like he really took this role on and he really brought life to this person. And I know it's weird to say, but it's like nobody knew anything about the Titans. Well, unless you live there, maybe. But, like, a lot of people didn't know about the Titans. But when this movie came out, like, Denzel brought this role to life. And he made you feel everything. Like, if you watch this movie, one of the most iconic scenes is um, he's watching, like, a a news – he's watching a news broadcast or whatever. And the coach that that they're – playing against next week says something like uh they're like a bunch of monkeys or something like that they go oh, to play he, he said yeah he, he just said that I, they asked him was he gonna shake hands with him he said so i'm not gonna shake a hand with a monkey yeah they go to play him right they beat the shit out of this team and then instead of shaking hands with him he hand him a banana hold on whoa, whoa, whoa. You skip the part <laughs> skip the part yeah 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 now when they when they was playing them Mm-hmm. The referees, because that was a mother shit going on. See, this is what it was. See, it was that he took over a school that was just created because they mm-hmm. they integrated the school. Yep. And so they it, it was all white, and then they brought the blacks in and made it mix. So the coach that was supposed to be the head coach, he ended up just being the defensive coordinator. Right? So yeah. to fast forward back to that game, they was cheating like a motherfucker. They was calling holding calls when nobody wasn't holding. They was calling a whole bunch of bullshit. So the coach, he was up, he was up to be elected to be a Hall of Fame coach. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because uh, his daughter was always on there. Yeah. So he walks out on the field, the the defense coordinator, and was like, "Look, I will go to every press, people, all this type shit." And I will get you, you know, get you fired, whatever, whatever. And then they yeah. ran the score up, ended up winning. And so he handed the coach the banana. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, those people came down to that one coach and said, because, see, they wanted him to lose. They wanted Coach Boone to lose the game so he could become the head coach because they told him when the season started, you lose a game. Not when the season started. It was like in the middle of the season. They said, you lose yeah. the game, you're out. And so he had the pressure. Damn, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So if they if he lost the game, he was getting fired. And they expected him to lose. And this motherfucker just went and ran the table. Yeah. So, like, remember the Titans is one of those movies, man. I agree with you on that. It's one of those movies, you know, playing a fictional person. And they said that the real Coach Boom was unlikable. They said motherfuckers didn't like him. It was like he was hard. And he was hard on them, but you know, in the seventies, that's regular shit. Like I dealt with that shit in the nineties and early two thousand. Like that was nothing. Like that's right. how coaches just coach. You know what I'm saying? But to bring that film to life the way that he did was awesome. Uh, and he loved doing those movies where you know, because like I said, he did Hurricane right before that. <clears throat> yeah, he did, he did yeah. another two story and remember the Titans, and then another two story. He ended up producing and directing and playing in it was Anquan Fisher. And, yo, that shit. And I think Anquan Fisher probably, because he, 
I was a junior in high school when this came okay. out. Okay. So I was around, you know, 16, 17 years old. I think this is the first time, other than the Lion King, so this is the second time. This was the second time I actually cried during a movie. You cried like, during Inside Fisher? Oh, my God. Dude, listen. Derek Luke is the best TV cryer I've ever seen in my life. Yo, Derek Luke killed, first off, Derek Luke killed that movie. Killed it. Killed, he like, killed out. that movie. Like, and you would just, like, when, what made it so sad was the fact of, like, this shit really happened. He was yeah, so beat yeah. down in his life. He was sexually assaulted. He was beaten. He was called nigga to the point where he thought nigga was his name. And it was just like, but the scene, the scene that made me cry was when he was talking about um, when Derek Luke was was talking to him mm-hmm. in the bathroom um, because uh, it wasn't during one of the sessions because he played like, like a therapist. Uh, Washington was like, yeah, he was like a, a therapist for the Navy. Yeah, and um, so he was talking to him. In the in the um uh, in the in the bathroom, and he was telling him the st- I, I I don't know why it's blanking out, but he was telling him a story, and the way that he was crying, telling that story, and him and Denzel had hugged in that bathroom. Oh Ooh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it was like, oh my god, man! It's just like, and that's what film could do to you. And like when you play like these real roles like that, man, like mm-hmm. Denzel, he just does it to you, man, like. I didn't cry during Antoine Fisher, though. I cried during Glory. I didn't cry to Glory. The only other one one that I came close to was John Q. I definitely cried during John Q. Okay, listen. So this is the thing. I watched John Q when I was 20. My first time seeing it, I was 26. I was late on it. Super late. But my first time actually like watching it and actually watching it through and actually watching it, watching it, because it came out during like two. It came out to what two thousand two, two thousand three. Uh, it came out two thousand two. Okay, so two thousand two. Once again, I'm like in seventh, eighth grade, so I'm not really watching John Q. But at twenty six, right? So at twenty six, I'm a father for the first time. I got you know what I'm saying. I got two kids. Um, I got a stepdaughter and I got an actual son, right? So I'm watching John Q. And you know what I'm saying? He he watched his son go down and he going through the hotel. I mean the hotel. He going through the hospital. And like this nigga's really putting his life on the line so his son could get a heart. So, bro, having having a son and watching this movie, like a, a young baby boy watching this movie, I boohoo, bro. I had to. Because it was like I would do the same fucking thing. Yeah, I think that's what, because John Q was the movie that was, <laughs> I think that that was a time where people was like, fuck insurance companies. You know what I'm saying? No, this it wasn't really called insurance a movie. company, though. It, wasn't, it was just the fact that, like, okay, you go in there, and the doctor comes to tell you, and I and I know what you mean when you say fuck the insurance companies, but I think it's more than just the insurance company. It's just the system in general. You go in there and you're talking, you know what I'm saying? You want your son to get this transplant, you know what I'm saying? You know that it can make him better. And then this motherfucker tells you, 
that you have to pay a certain amount in order for this shit to happen. It's a fucking life on the line. This is my this is my seed. This is my child. So like when I watched that movie, like all I can envision was my fucking daughter and my son sitting there, and I'm like, I would I would do the same thing. To me, I'm not gonna lie. I'd have, I'd have killed a couple people. Yeah, yeah, like John Q. John Q. Listen, it was it was a great movie, and, and the throw in, you know, smile like Eddie Griffin. You know what I'm saying? To, to, you know, to give it a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of spice. But it was it was a really good movie. It, it, that movie really caused a movement, man. Like it, it made because because he was one of those type guys where when he got arrested at the end, like people was rooting for him to get off. They're like, yeah. yo, yeah. like he didn't do nothing wrong. He done something that I would have done. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. felt that role. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I tell you another uh, another one, man. That was that was kind of like that, like like man on fire. Yeah, like that, that was that to go wild. like to to go against the because like Mexico got this thing with fucking kidnapping kids for ransom, and to go yeah. and attack that organization the way that he did, like by himself yeah. because like what was so crazy about that movie and and like. He 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 was a drunk. He 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 basically wanted to kill himself because he had uh you know screwed up on his last job, and he he was just low on bread. He was like, I just want to you know drive her back for where she need to go. I don't want to talk. I want a conversation. And he ended up forming this relationship with this little girl, and then she gets kidnapped after he gets shot like fucking four or five times, and then he just goes after them. And then like the way he, I remember people saying when he died in that movie. They was like, mm-hmm. nobody died like Denzel Washington died. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, he was back in the car and he's just like, but it was, it, it was, it was, I don't know, man. Like, man on fire. But like we were saying, even when it's crazy watching it now, because it's like, because I, like I said, I watched it like two weeks ago and to see the code of fanning. But see, like, you can relate oh, to it now, though. Like, yeah, you can really relate to that shit now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. I probably couldn't relate to it at the time, but like, right. Then to realize that this is actually some sense of real shit is going on. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not not to say that. I mean, the shit. How often do we really hear about a motherfucker being held for ransom in America? I've never really probably. heard of it. Probably not for ransom, but it's just like just the to me it's the trafficking part. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just knowing that, you know what I'm saying, like a, uh you know what I'm saying, a kid can just get snatched at any time. Like Because really like, the only thing I, I can I, think we we've heard about the you know what I'm saying, yeah, we hear about like, that. Uh, like uh like paid in full. Like that's what happened yeah. to uh, you know, the the one his, kid. His uh, nephew. Mitch, his yeah, nephew. Mitch nephew. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but you mentioned it. I can't remember. No, no, he was on the pod. Um, out of time is one of my favorite ones. Like because it's yeah, it's one of those it's it's one of those ones that's like kind of under the radar. But like it's one of those movies where you're literally like on the edge of your seat, like the whole movie. It's called Out of Time because it's like he's running out of time on everything, and it's just like yeah, every it's like every scene he's about to get caught up in some shit, and it's like because like. This is my thing with out of time. So you would look at it and you'd be like, he's not getting out of this one. 
Like through the right. whole movie, you're going through your cycle in your head. Like, ain't no way. And he, like, he's and getting he can find his way out of that shit. Out of Yo, all this, this is every single time. That's what I love about it. This is why I say Denzel is the greatest, right? This is the thing about the time. He was cheating on his girl. No, they, they wasn't together. Remember? They wasn't together. They broke up. Remember, she they moved was, out. Remember, they, at the end, she moved back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what I'm saying. This, but he had a girl. He was trying to get her back. Well, I mean, who would... I mean, woman, on, who his wife was. Listen, listen. No, no. A woman, a woman would say that he was cheating. But Denzel was that dude so much. Listen, Denzel was that dude so much that no woman has ever brought this up about him playing this role. No woman has ever brought this up. This is how good Denzel is. He's so good that this this nigga was in a situation where he would be cheating in real life. No woman has ever brought this up about Denzel. I guess I guess I never really thought about it because like. The, the way that they was talking, like they worked with each other, so they had to see each other. And like she was saying True. how, you know, she would come, she was coming to get the rest of her stuff. So it's like she was in the middle of moving out. But the thing is, his new girl had a whole dude in the house. You know what I'm saying? And he was okay, so he was so he was a part of an affair and he was having an affair. No one still <laughs> has brought this up and said anything about this. Denzel is that dude. He needs he needs an Oscar just for that. This is the first nigga. This is the first nigga to cheat on his girl, right? In in, uh, a, in a woman's situation, a woman, like I said, a woman would say he was cheating. He is in a situation where a woman would say that's cheating, and this nigga never gets picked apart for this shit. Denzel is literally the greatest dude on earth, bro. He he is man, and then like he has played like a cop so many times, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. he won for the Dirty Cop, you know, and one of the cop movies he played in that I, that I love that a lot of people don't really talk about, it had its moment at the time, but Deja Vu, like, I, I thought Deja Vu was really good. Yo, that was a great movie. Um, it was, man, sell, but sell it's like, it had its time in, like, it had its time in, oh, but that's the thing, like, that was like Paula Patton coming up, like, that was like her come up. So like a she lot of people fine. was really talking about her. Oh yeah, but she still yeah, fine. she was fine. But like she was fine. It was just crazy how it felt like Deja Vu had a moment. But I thought that Deja Vu was 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 really good, and I thought the concept of it was great. Well, remember, remember they was hating on Deja Vu though. The critics were saying Deja Vu was horrible, but that was a good movie. Man, they crazy. see that's why I hate critics, man. That's why when it comes I'm to like you. Rotten Tomatoes. And like the IDMB, like the way they like rate it and stuff like I don't care about mm-hmm. none of that. Like I'm a guy, if it's something that I wanna <laughs> see, I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. You know So okay, you know what the you know what the um you know what the the, the uh the well I'm not gonna say rumor, but you know what the legend or the myth is, right? On what? Okay, so about if you if you ever watch a movie, right? They say that if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, the better the score is, the worse the movie is. The worse the score is, the better the movie is. So, I'm like, right if a movie, like, it's on, they said it's only, like, a handful of movies that had, like, a high Rotten Tomatoes score that was actually good. But those are usually, like, your Black Panthers, um, the Avengers, and shit like that, right? Like, like box office, box office movies. 
like the big, big movies. But like, if you look at like a regular movie and it has like a high Rotten Tomato score, it's usually a trash movie. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that, man. I totally agree with that. Cause a lot of times they be, they just be fucking a lot of shit up, man. Um, but like this dude, man, like he just, he just never stops. And then like, and I feel like there's movies like Unstoppable. I thought Unstoppable was good. And that's another mm-hmm. true story that really happened. And just the okay. fact of how they shitted him over, like, you know what I'm saying? How they was going to, he was training his replacement to take his job. Mm-hmm. And then this train shit happens where, you know, dude hit the, hit the damn gear and then it's this unstoppable train or whatever. This, uh, he could have just what, been like, because that? that was like his- Ryan, that was Ryan Reynolds, right? Ryan no, Reynolds, no, 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 no. That was, uh, that was Chris Pine. Chris Pine, Chris Pine. Which one was Ryan Reynolds in? That was Safe House. Safe House. Oh, that was a good one too. Safe House was fucking awesome. But um, but like Unstoppable, man, it, it's just a movie that a lot of people don't really talk about, but it was great. But I tell you, it's going to be tough saying this because he was great. It, listen, he was great. He great in everything you do. But one of the movies where he had me fucking hot. Now, he did a phenomenal job. I think this is probably his best work. But mm-hmm. he made me so mad in this movie. Flight. Like, he was the drunk pilot. Man, listen, <laughs> like, listen. He was the drunk pilot. Yo, that was, was that was awesome. Dude, he had me so mad. Man, when he was in that hotel room and he mm-hmm. was able to get into that other door and he found the uh he seen that alcohol and he shut that refrigerator mm-hmm. and then they go away. He opened that bitch. I was like, "Come on, <laughs> man! You hey, did man. not drink." That man still Dude. did his job. That's the thing. He still did it, but he got to the point where he was. And that's another true story. That's what I'm saying. Like he embodies these true stories, and it's like he'd be looking for these films where, you know, where they 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 do these based on a true story, based on true event stuff. And like he mm-hmm. just embodies it and he takes it in, but it's just like to really think like how he played that role to be able to play the drunk that he did. Cause this motherfucker, the thing about like playing drunk, it's like it, people, it's it may seem like an easy thing to do, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. as, as easy as people think it is. Yeah, but like, but just the person that he played, like Whit- uh, Whitaker, like it was, dude. That scene had I, I, I don't remember ever getting that emotional, like mad at a person, other than watching them flight. I was so mad, but when he snapped, it, it, it just the way he snatched that damn that mini bottle out that damn mini fridge, and then they had to whip him back into shape. And and he was able yeah. to sit in front of that judge, and he was just like, "Man, I can't tell another lie, man." He was like, "I can't tell another lie," but that was that was one of those movies, man. It was just like, you know what? We, you, know, you know what you should have did. I, I I don't know if we get ready for now. We ain't ready for it yet because we got to talk about his offspring. But um, we should we should have did sleepers, man. We should have did top five sleepers. We can do sleepers. Because we can we can go ahead we can do both we can do both 
Okay, okay, because it because it, it's just some movies that he done that are so under the radar that people just don't really talk about. Because like with him winning the Oscar for for Training Day, like Training Day is great, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, yeah, shit, like like you said, like you haven't seen Ricochet, like Ricochet is fucking awesome, man. Like, it is awesome. But um, but what is your thoughts on now? This is the thing. Now, I'm not really gonna talk about her because. I don't know much. I was just watching the interview and I remember him saying something about it, but I think she's more behind the camera though. His daughter. Yeah. It, well, I can't say if I'm mistaken because it came out of his mouth first, but I remember him doing an interview and he said that she's like a, a, either a producer or a writer or something on Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. And um, a person on my route been trying to get me to watch Mr. Robot forever. And, um, I started back watching it. I'm on the second season now. But, you know, but the one that's in front of the camera with a whole ton of fucking expectations on him is his son, John David Washington. Man, what, what did, what did oh, you have about Okay, John? so my first introduction to John David Washington was Black Clinton. And I heard, you know what I'm saying, so many great, great things about Black Klansman. I heard how, you know what I'm saying, people were saying that it was a great movie. They were saying, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they were saying how, you know what I'm saying, this actor killed it and, and they did a great job. So usually when I hear people talk about how good a movie is, and then I also hear the same thing from, you know what I'm saying, the critics, usually to me it's not a good movie. So I kind of waited. Probably about, I think I've seen Black Klansman probably about like three months after it came out. And he was, he was, he was amazing in that role. For him to be able to really embody the, the, the character that he had to play. I think that that was that was very special. I mean, like you can tell who, you know what I'm saying? Like you can tell that 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 acting gene was, you know what I'm saying, in him. But I mean, like from beginning to end, man, he he really did a great job of you know, playing that pro black, you know what I'm saying, playing that pro black side and then even switching it up to you know what I'm saying, being able to get on the phone and talk to these people and, and manipulate these people and then bringing in somebody else and, you know what I'm saying, making them think that this is the person. So, I mean, like, just to see just to see how the whole movie came together and just to see how everything, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, was, you know what I'm saying, like, meshed together. I think John David was, was amazing in this role. I know he had other roles outside of Black Klansman, but, like, my first time getting the introduction to him was just that movie. And it was like, that movie was amazing. And I don't think anybody else could have been in that role because it's like, I feel like if you would have took a big name actor and put him in that role, you wouldn't have got the same feeling. You know what I mean? It would have been like, like if Jamie Foxx played that, it would have been like, oh, Jamie Foxx plays a guy who, you know what I mean? But it was just like, he's not really, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not, well, at the time, he wasn't really a major actor. We really didn't know who he was. And then to find out that he's Denzel Washington's son, 
after he does this great performance in this movie is like, oh yeah, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it it we get it. We get why he really, you know what I'm saying, took this role and made this his own role. Cause I mean, like, to me, I felt like that was the guy. I feel you. My thing, that wasn't the first time I was introduced to him. I was introduced to him mm-hmm. uh, with Ballers. Um, I used to watch every episode of Ballers. And right. I didn't know initially it was him until, um, as a matter of fact, because they done their second interview a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think Jamel Hill was interviewing him. And okay. she talked about him in Ballers and how he was, that was when he was really trying to avoid his name type of thing. Yeah. And um, so I was like, oh shit, I was like, that's him? Because you can't tell by looking at him. He really don't look like Denzel. He's at now, all, yeah. And Black Klansman, when he was doing that voice, some words that he would say he would sound like Denzel, but he don't look like him. Kind, yeah, kind of. Kind of. And um, so I, I think that you know, like I said, I've only seen him in Ballers, um, Black Klansman. Um, I haven't seen Tenet yet. Yeah, I still got to see Tenet. Um, but I, I, I think that he really has a very bright future. And I think that, you know, for a person to to try to avoid their name and to, to go through the grind and the struggle, I mean, that's just like with Ice Cube with his son, like he didn't give him that role of him in NWA. Right. As a matter of fact, he said that he didn't even get it. He said that he said that they brought him back. Like they pretty much yeah. like fired him and brought him back. And it was just like, no, like you gotta work for it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you you probably the best person to to play me, but you know what I'm saying? I gotta see it. I gotta really see it and for you to take yeah. it serious. And I think that when it comes down to these people who have these these famous kids, you know, because a lot of the times, man, these people have a lot of expectations on it and motherfuckers don't pan up to it. It's just like you mm-hmm. use sports, man, like Barry Sanders Jr. <clears throat> like, I mean, okay, yeah, uh, no, he ended up going through You're not going to know. You're not going to do that. Don't you skip over the Ivy. Don't you dare skip over the Ivy. Say <laughs> his name. You know both of them. Say their name. What, Jerry Rice, son? Hell no. Michael Jordan's kid. Them niggas oh. are the worst basketball players <laughs> of all time. Them niggas is trash. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I will say this, though. I will say this, though. If yeah. you want to make a comparison. Now, I, I know it's early. I know it's early now. I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Denzel Washington, John David Washington. I'm just saying. LeBron James, Bronny Jr. And Bronny, come on, let's go. Hey, let's that motherfucker go. looking let's good. Go. I'm with you. I'm just saying. I'm with you. I'm, just I'm with saying. you. I know he's still in high <laughs> I school. I am with you. But, hey, yeah, I'm with looks, you. It, look, it looks very promising. It looks very promising. Yes, sir. I am with you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. But you know what, though? We speaking We speaking about his uh, uh, Denzel Washington's lineage in Hollywood, right? Uh-huh. If you if you really want to talk about one of his other, well, I guess you could say, well, I, I'm gonna say it's his other son. It's his son that he didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a young I man who who took who kind of took Denzel Washington's lane in a way. 
know what I'm saying? He he played. We know him as every historical black figure that's uh that's been put on big screen since uh 2010. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's been in some of the greatest movies that uh we've seen so far. Um, he's been in some smaller roles too, but he's the only black superhero to have a movie out right now that we, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that we can see in comic books and everything else, because I'm not going to forget about Meteor Man. I'm not going to forget about Blank Man. Those two are, are top-notch superheroes, and I won't forget about either one of them, but we're talking about a guy who who basically took on the mantle of a Black superhero, made a, 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 a they made a movie out of it, and basically he got his own franchise out of it, and then on top of that, he was in the the probably the biggest superhero slash comic book franchise to to the, to date right now, and we talking about Chadwick Boseman. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. But you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for Denzel Washington, we may have never been able to see the greatness of Chadwick Boseman. This is true. This is true. Uh, you know, like I said, he's from. Um, he's from Anderson, real close to where I'm from. Actually, uh, you know what I'm saying? My girl went to the same school, graduated from the same school, Tia yeah. Hannah. They didn't go to school Dope. together. He's older, way older. Yeah. But um, but to hear the story of him telling him about, you know, him, you know, needing tuition money and then just this guy just and the guy ended up being Denzel, just paid for his tuition. He just picked a guy and just paid for his tuition and not knowing what that was going to become, but for it's him amazing. to do that, that dude, it it is very amazing. And then the one thing I would say before we jump into the the you know what I'm saying the thing that we was gonna do, and you said that you gonna allow us to do a sleeper thing too. For sure, for sure. The fact of <clears throat> Denzel Washington, uh, man, I, I wish I could remember who it was with. Um, he, he was doing an interview with somebody. This was like five years ago, five, six years ago. And he says, I still go to acting school. Mm-hmm. And they was like, get the fuck out. I think it was with the Breakfast Club, I think. I think yeah. it was Charlamagne. He was like, get the fuck out of here. He was like, no. He was like, I still go. He was like, just because, I mean, he, I'm not, you know, saying what he was saying. It was just basically the way he explained the way I took it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I might have mastered the craft like in your eyes, but you never can stop learning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like Steph Curry's not going to stop shooting jump shots. You 100%. know what I'm saying? So he's like, I'm going to keep going in there and sharpening the iron and getting better. Maybe I can learn something from these young people and all this mm-hmm. type of stuff. And for somebody to be this great, to be this great to a point where they can pick films, they don't have to audition for nothing, but to still go to acting school. Now, I don't know if he still do a 2019. You can't say 2020 anymore. Yeah. But I don't know if he still do as far as 2019, but I know as of up until like five years ago or whatever, he was still going to acting school. Like, how many people do you know? Like, is Leonardo DiCaprio still going to fucking acting school? You know what I'm saying? It's like, right, for Denzel right. to be this great, you can never... Like nobody on the face of this planet can say, "I'm too good for acting school." Because if Denzel Washington's not too good for the 
Ain't nobody too ain't. good for it. Yeah, ain't nobody too good for it. I'm with you on that, man. It's like, man, it's, it's just, it's so many, it's so many, you know what I'm saying, things that, that he's done, bro, like, that really just kind of opened the gates for other people to do. Like, if you think about it, like, how many, how many great comedians have impersonated Denzel Washington? Like, how many times have you watched Comic View or a stand-up or, um, I don't know, Comedy Central, and a dude did a good two to three minutes on a Denzel Washington impersonation? Like, this is, this is somebody who is, like, super iconic, man. And like I said, for him to, for him to do what he did for Chadwick Boseman, and for Chadwick to go on and do all the great work that he did in that short span of time. Like, to me, I feel like it was more than just giving him tuition. Like, in a way, bro, he kind of gave him some magic. And it's like, this is this is what Denzel Washington has done. Like, he has a son who's killing it right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, we had the untimely death of Chadwick. But at the time, Chadwick was murdering Rose, bro. He was, like, doing his thing from Black Panther, Black Panther 2 was coming out. Then, you know what I'm saying, the Avengers movies. And then he had did, um he did a couple Netflix movies. You know what I'm saying? Like he was James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson. Like dude was doing his thing. Like it was, to, it, to me, it seemed like there was nothing that he couldn't do. So, you know what I'm saying? Like for Denzel to be a part of each of those two and the, and the work that they've put out so far, I mean, like that just, it serves as a testament to just how great Denzel is outside of not just acting, but you know what I'm saying? His production, you know what I'm saying? Like just all of the stuff that he's done, man. Like Denzel is like dope, bro. He's too, he, he's, he's too good, man. Too good, so, um, too good, man. so you said that we're going to do, uh, we're going to do some sleepers. Top yeah, let five me do, sleepers. Yeah. Let me do, I, and I'll start, man. Like, and when I say, go ahead, go ahead. My sleeper is, is as far as not that the movies were bad or anything like that. It's just the movies that like when you say Denzel, like the movies that like people don't really mention. That's kind of like that right. was really good. That motherfuckers just don't really, you know. And the the very first one, number five, that I wanted to start with was, and I mentioned it to you last episode, Crimson Tide. Okay. Like Crimson Tide, man, it was like it was it was a tight area. It was it was it was pretty much on a submarine the whole time. Him and Gene Hackman was fucking going at it, man. And and like you could just feel it like when you just in like this tight area and it's a motherfucker you don't fuck with and y'all just going at it. He did a really great job in that. The fourth one is unstoppable. I just feel like that's one of those movies that it just it just goes over people's head, people don't really remember it. Um, the number three. Now it was tough with the with doing this number three because I really wanted to do another movie because I felt like this movie had a rollout, but I think people just didn't like it as much. And that was Safe House. I was really struggling with Safe House. <laughs> and Safe House is that shit. It it was, but like it seems like I don't know, man. Like at the time, it seemed like it was hot, and then it, it like it flamed out really quick. And so mm-hmm. I feel like people will forget about it. Um, my number two would be Deja Vu. I think Deja Vu is is really like you said. You read something where it was 
where people was killing it, saying it wasn't a good movie. But um, it had its time. But my my top sleeper, um, man, I I really want you to look it up, man. Ricochet, man, like Ricochet, Ricochet, like motherfuckers don't remember because it was just in the middle of Glory and fucking Malcolm X, and it's just like it it just got skipped over, man. If if you get a, a time, watch fucking yeah. Ricochet. Ricochet was really good. That's my sleeper list. Uh, okay, so my sleeper list, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, we got one of them that's the same. Uh, my first one is Safe House. You know what I'm saying? I thought that him and Ryan Reynolds did a great job in that movie. Um, just the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you see Denzel in action movies. You know, I mean, you, you you've been seeing him lately. But, like, that was really kind of outside his lane during the time. Um, my second one was Inside Man. That was an awesome movie. You know what I'm saying? He played a negotiator in that movie. He did his thing. Um, Clive Owen was in that movie. You know what I'm saying? They had a very good cast in that. Uh, Two Guns, which was uh, is my third, him and Mark Wahlberg. I thought that that was a real odd coupling, but it came out to pretty much be a good movie. I thought that it was a pretty funny movie. Once again, you know what I'm saying? You get to see guys that uh, we talked about this uh, on the last podcast. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? You get to see guys actually be funny in some roles that, you know what I'm saying, that they that usually you don't see them be funny in. Um, and then he played like an old man in this one, which was even funnier. So, like, he played like an older guy compared to Mark Wahlberg. So I thought that, that was a good one. Um, the Preacher's Wife, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the movies that, uh, when it came out, a lot of people, you know, saying loved it for uh, what was it, Whitney Houston? Yeah, Whitney. That was Houston. Whitney, right? Yeah, I don't Whitney know why Houston. I was about to say Beyonce. Which one was Beyonce? She was in uh, uh, oh, Fighting man, Temptations. Fighting Temptations. Fighting Temptations. Yeah, I get them. Her yeah, Cuba I get them confused out of time. Yeah, 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 I get them confused. But uh, the preacher's wife was a good one. A lot of people, you know, what I'm saying love it because of Whitney Houston, but I think Denzel did a great job in that as well. And then my last one is Philadelphia. Now, this was a, a, a very older movie. My first time seeing it was in high school. I forgot why we watched it in high school. But it was a great movie, him and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was really, like, the focus of the movie. But um, Denzel was playing, like, I think, like a naval captain or something in this movie. And uh, he did a, a, another awesome job in this one. And it was just – it was real to the point. It was a drama. You know what I'm saying? He was – he, was, uh, he kind of took – a few of the scenes away from Tom Hanks in that one, but yeah, that's that's my sleeper uh, list. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Now we're gonna have to do the list where you made me call you an asshole. <laughs> you starting this time? Hey, yeah. man, I was so bad, but I was dude, but I was here hurting. I was hurting last yeah. night. I was hurting. All right, so I want to do the honors on this one. I want to do the honors on this one. Okay. So now I'm going to go, I'm not going to do from one to five. This one, I'm going to go from five to one. All right. Okay. So at my five, right. Um, you already know how I feel about this, this subject. You know what I'm saying? You know that I was on the debate team in high school. If anybody don't know, I was on the quiz team and the debate team in high school. Um, and I, I love the, you know what I'm saying? Do the back and forth. I love the debate shows and sports. So the great debaters is my number five. Um, he had a very, very significant scene in this movie to where he was talking to, um, uh, I forgot I his name, I forgot his name. He did, uh, 
What uh, is the it, dude's name? He did Nat Turner. It, it, it did Nat Turner. Uh, Nate Turner. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about. Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Nate Parker. Uh, Nate Parker. You yeah, talking about it was, the Willie Lynch? Yep. He was talking about Willie Lynch. It was the scene where Nate Parker is, I believe he's debating, um, um, I don't, I don't blank on her name. Yeah, smoke. Just, I bet I ain't gonna say his name. He was debating the Smollett sister, right? And they were they were going back and forth, but Nate Parker was having a tough time doing it. And like when he got into this Willie Lynch uh, speech, like he, I mean, it, to me that was that shit sent chills through my body. So you know, what I'm saying I, I thought that was a good one. Uh, my fourth one was out of time. Like I said, man, I, I said it earlier, you know what I'm saying? Denzel had an affair. He was in a, in, a, in a relationship with a girl who had an affair. No black woman has brought this up. And somehow Denzel was still the sexiest man alive to all black women. He was a sex symbol. You know what I'm saying? Women was talking about Denzel fine. They never brought out of time up. So that's my number four. My number three was probably the dopest, one of the dopest movies that Denzel Washington has done. And that's the book of Eli. Um, the whole time he was blind, we didn't realize that he was blind until the end of the movie. You know what I'm saying? And the whole time we realized that he carrying around a Bible in the apocalypse. And uh, Gary Oldman is in this movie. He plays a he plays a great villain in this movie, um, which it, it was just a it was a dope concept, dope storyline. Everything about this movie was amazing. Me and my mom loved this movie. We actually had conversations about this movie. Uh, my second one was He Got Game, um, Ray Allen's first feature film, you know what I'm saying, for him to be the star of this movie, Spike Lee joint, then you bring Denzel into it, playing his father, you know what I'm saying, like so many different things about, you know what I'm saying, college basketball, high school basketball, the relationship between the father and son, you know what I'm saying, the relationship, the relationship between a black father and son, you know what I'm saying, coming from, you know what I'm saying, a place like New York, so many different things, you know what I'm saying? You bring in New York basketball, all these great kind of, I mean, all these great elements in one big ball of a concept into such a great movie as he got game. And then my number one, um, which is probably no surprise to anybody that knows me, is Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? It's another Spike Lee joint. Um, it was it was really based, it was heavily based off of um the the biography, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, which is in part written by Alex Haley. Um, a lot of stuff in there is kind of iffy. You know what I'm saying? It's something that may or may not be true, but I read the autobiography of Malcolm X probably about 15 times. So for me to actually see that book come to life on film because of Spike Lee was amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. Denzel, he did a, he did a Jamie Foxx before Jamie Foxx. He was Malcolm X in this movie. He was Detroit Red in this movie. There's no way you can tell me that Denzel Washington and Malcolm X are not somewhat related. I know that there are pictures online where you can go look up who and see who Malcolm X really is and then go see that movie and see who Denzel was when he played Malcolm X. And I'm telling you, they look damn near similar. Like they look like they're somewhat related. And then of course, we got one of the greatest memes of all time when Malcolm X answers the phone, he gets the bad news, he hangs the phone up, and he slams his fist <laughs> on the table. And somebody made that into a gif and a meme, and that is one of the greatest of all time. I use it multiple times. Anytime somebody 
said something stupid. I've used it against uh, Skip Bayless multiple times as well. So that's that's my top five. I'm going to go real quick again. It's the Great Debaters, Out of Time, The Book of Eli, He Got Game, and, of course, Malcolm X. Man, I was out of time. I, I would tell you my two. Well, actually, it's the, <laughs> how are you an asshole, man? Man, it, it was so hard. Like, leaving, <laughs> dude. It, it, I, all right, okay. I'm gonna do like you from five to one. Number five. Um, it was it was dude. It, it oh my god. I got training day at number five. Um, I just feel Good like. Pick. For him to to be able to perform that role like like he was Lonzo man and yeah yeah and to win I'm not mad at him for winning and that movie was just it it changed I'm telling you right now like everybody went out and bought a fucking Monte Carlo after this movie like just man, the way that he I, was I able to body I told you Pelican Bay was on every mixtape for the next three to six months. Yeah, like there's so many memes in it, and and it, like I said, the most iconic scene was when Jake was walking away and he was doing it. One of the best scenes ever in movies. So that's number five. Number four, I got he got game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Spike Lee joint. I just feel like, you know, he got game is just a story that can relate to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just they follow making one one little mistake, one little mistake. I'm not saying that it wasn't wrong what he you know what happened and you should be punished for it, but like, you know, I think that showing that on film and also they said that they they used a little bit of Stefan Marbury's story as far as doing some of the stuff with um with He Got Game. And I think that he did a phenomenal job in that. Um, you know, you just really felt him. Number three, man, I I got American Gangster. Um, I felt like I felt like him being and becoming. I know I know Uncle Washington. He hates it. He he absolutely hates this movie. I get it though, Mm -hmm. but I would I can't relate to it because I didn't see it. Uncle Washington saw what Frank Lucas did to New York at that time. Right. So. he he was always like if if some miracle was to ever happen and I was able to interview Denzel Washington on the Stolen Time podcast, I think the first thing he would say to him is, "Why did you play Frank Lucas?" <laughs> like like that would be like the yeah, only thing Uncle yeah. Washington. Well, see, up. he he did it. He remember he did an interview about he was talking about how Frank Lucas was like the the yin and yang in New York at the time too. He was saying how like. Yeah, we knew what he was doing, but at the same time, you got to think about it like that was the avenue for a lot of black men in that time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he might have, you know what I'm saying, he might have had dope going around in the city, but he was still making sure, you know what I'm saying, kids had, uh, and I think I even talked about this at one point in time on The Stolen Time with y'all too, like how, you know what I'm saying, the, the pimps and the pushers was really like the protection of the streets at one point in time in black communities, like, yeah, they sold drugs, they, you know what I'm saying, they had prostitutes, but, you know what I'm saying, they was passing out turkeys to the to the families that needed it, you know what I'm saying, they was giving money to the kids for going to school, you know what I'm saying, they was, they was uh, you know what I'm saying, making sure kids had Christmas and all that kind of stuff, so, I mean, I, I feel Uncle Washington because, of, you know what I'm saying, we see the, the result of it, but at the time, like, I, I kind of get it. 
Yeah, and 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 my thing is it's it's more of the performance and how the film ended up coming out. Like I felt like oh man, he he actually could have been like one of like one of the most memorable scenes was when he had beat up his cousin and he was telling Huey, he was like, nobody talked to me directly. You talk, Huey, Huey called me. And then he was like, and the dude was trying to clean up that blood spot. He was you like, gotta block that shit. $5,000 alpaca. He was you like, gotta you gotta pass that it. shit. You block that shit. Hey, man, no, listen. Yo, that I, shit, I, that's okay, an all-time scene. I, we, I was in high school when this movie came out and we went to go see this shit in the theater, in the theater bro. When I tell you from beginning to end, bro, we were so enamored. We went to go see this movie three times in high school. And then it didn't make it no better that Jay-Z put out a whole soundtrack to this shit. Oh my gosh. Yo, this was this was this was probably this was probably one of one of uh I didn't want to put I didn't want to put American Gangster in my top five because I'm I'm super biased with this movie. But this can easily fit in my top five, hands down. Yeah, like like your like the one that you got me was you had put out of time in there. It was really hard not to put out of time in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, number two, you know, you you I, I I can't even really go in on it because I can't do it better than you did. I got Malcolm X in number two. Oh man. Yeah. Woo. So I mean, everybody just heard it. I can't do it better than the way you just did it. But my number one, it, this is probably like. As much as I love horror movies, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, this movie here is like, like, you, we was talking beforehand, and you were saying something that we haven't done on this platform was a top five movies of all time. Yeah. And it's, that's one of the hardest things for me to do. Like, it's going to be so hard. But if we do do it, don't be surprised this ended, because these type of movies just do it for me. And my number one Denzel movie is The Bone Collector. I knew it. I knew yes. it. I yes. knew it. I knew Yo. it. I was, Yo. I was almost flooded. I knew it. <laughs> hey, these, <laughs> these fucking murder, murder mysteries, jokes. That, that movie was amazing. Yo. And the way they was able to put it together, and this dude was killing people based off a book, and he was leaving these clues, oh and, and then there was in a, a bed the whole the time. whole time, the whole, the he whole time from a hospital bed, bro. Come on, man. Yo, this this that is the man. Oh yo. my it's god, the man. he didn't yo. do no acting in this movie. He laid down and did great. <laughs> he's the greatest. He's the greatest, bro. He laid down, bro. He still killed Dude, it had Come a on, seizure. Man. Every couple of scenes, he had a seizure. That was it. Come on, but, man. But I will say this, though. Man, look. No lie. You know what I'm saying? Hope my old ladies don't hear this. That was the best Angelina, Angelina, Angelina Jolie ever looked. After that, she, she became trash. Well, After no, that, I, I don't no, know what no, happened. No. No, 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 no. I will give it to her in Tomb Raider. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Them two, I give it to her. She was already enough to. Okay. She was all right. She was all right. Yeah, she she yeah, she was cool, but like, but but the she was all right, but this was the best she ever looked. Was no, was she, yeah, she like, may have looked, she may have looked the best. But I'm gonna put it like this. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that's the sexiest she ever was. Yeah, yeah, that's what the sexiest she ever been. Yeah, that was the sexiest she ever was. We, we have to get, but as Man, far as like that great. movie though, like 
Dude, that movie, like, man, like, it, it, yeah, that it was just, a great movie. Like, that that movie was killer, man. It, but it was so it was so hard for me. You did it, but it was so hard for me to leave out of timeout and corn fish. Yeah. Dude, I, I was struggling. I'm gonna tell you what I was struggling with the most. What I was struggling with the most was Anquan Fisher, Man on Fire, and Out of Time. That's what I was struggling with the most. Yes, yeah, those yeah. three. Any any one was, of those three can man. easily be any one of those three can easily be put in, man. Especially Antoine Fisher. Yeah, like, I, I don't think there's a wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's no there's no no wrong answer. Like I mean, I can't hit on your list. Like your move. Like all these movies are great, man. Like yeah, I would say this though. The only movie that I wasn't a huge fan of, it 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 it, it, it had great actors in it. It was a good movie. It was just I just found it boring. Yeah, I think that I could appreciate it now. I maybe I could watch it go back now as a thirty-five year old. But the Mantarian candidate, what? I thought that shit was boring, yo. I did like I, with I did Lee just, Schreiber? Yes. Man, hey, bro, listen. That move. I seen that movie at a young age, and that movie was fire. She was she was grooming her she was grooming her son and they was manipulating him and computing on him and all that. come on what I just, they had the, I, I they was, had the fake assassination in there come on man what are you talking about that was listen everything everything about the Manchurian candidate right if you watch the Manchurian candidate and pay attention to politics now all that shit makes sense. <laughs> That's what I'm saying it's probably the best time to watch it is now. I'm telling you, Manchurian candidate was good, bro. I was I was tuned in at a young age on that one. I will say the only other movie like, but this movie's worse than that one. The Taking yeah. of Pelham One Two Three. I, I I never got into the the uh, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three with him him uh, and um uh what's my man name uh damn what's my man name from Greece and and um uh was it John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, never, was, got, I, never, right. I never got into that. That was all right. Yeah, that was all right. I, I really wasn't into that one either. Um, the one that a lot of people was talking about that I didn't get into was uh, Roman J. Israel, the Esquire movie. The one that he just, that he did in Yeah, I, I watched it. He, I would say he, he did a great job, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it was... You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it it was cool. It was cool. Uh, Fences was great. We haven't mentioned it. You yeah. mentioned it, but Fences was yeah, great. Fences was amazing. Uh, dude, I like I liked it, the uh, the Magnificent Seven. I mean, I'm not really in like the Magnificent Seven is probably because this is the thing. I can, it's easy for me to put it in the top three because I don't really watch a lot of Western movies, but nothing is gonna top fucking Tombstone. Tombstone. Was the fucking okay. all time? I feel Western you. Movie I feel Magnificent Seven was good because um, you had to watch the TV show. The TV show was good too, and you you can you can find it here and there. But my grandmother watched westerns when I was like that. That's her shit. Like I used to be sitting in the living room watching Bonanza with her. So like the Magnificent Seven was one of the ones that we watched. So like to be able to see him do that one. And like you know, what I'm saying and do that. That was a good one. Um, one of the things that I that I found out that was super dope was HBO used to have this. Uh, they used to have like these short shorts. They used to come on in between movies called Happily Ever After, 
and um, he did a couple voiceovers for that. I just, you know what I'm saying, found that out recently. Um, it's another thing that he did that uh, a lot of people don't show no love to, but you got to, and it's the Equalizer 1 and 2. That's one of the things that people don't show my man no love about because he was whooping people's ass. And he was old. Dude, like that that man, you know, you know, he was he was basically Tobin Frost, man, in the equal in the equalizer. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. That's what it was, I'm man. He was Tobin was, Frost, man, from, from Safe House. He was setting his watch. <laughs> he was whooping people's asses, bro. Yo, the equalizer one and two, man. They gotta give my man Denzel credit, bro. Like he really showed his ass in the movies, man. He did, he did, and hey, dude, that that two guns pick was 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 good, man. Um, cause yeah, I I like I like the two guns, man. Uh, it, it's it's really funny. It's it's really funny, and and it was a weird pairing, but they was able to pull that shit off. They definitely did. One of the um one of the things we didn't really get a chance. To, I mean, you you mentioned it actually, but we didn't get get a chance to get into because we were talking about how he does these movies to where. You know what I'm saying? Like he plays these bi uh biographical movies, man. Um was the hurricane. You know what I'm saying? The hurricane was um a true story about Reuben Carter, you know what I'm saying, a great boxer who got charged um uh, with the false crime. And you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was real, real big in what, like the seventies or sixties or something like that. And um they made a song about him. Uh, I forgot who made the song, but I know the song is called The Hurricane. And they made, uh, and uh, Denzel Washington was actually on the forefront of bringing this movie um, to life. And he actually played the role of Ruben Carter. And, you know what I'm saying? They go into it. And it was, uh, that was a real, real good movie. That it was, I, I, I liked, I liked The Hurricane. Um, you know, it, it was nice to see him you know, play a boxer because I mean, you know, Denzel's an athletic dude, man. You know, and, and we don't really see him yeah. really play a uh, an athlete. Like yeah. the only time we really seen it was he got ganged. And and we heard the stories, I mean, about he got ganged, and maybe some of our listeners haven't, but like it was so great to hear the story of especially the way Spike Lee, because Spike Lee is a great person to listen to. He was he was being interviewed. He was telling the story of uh, he got game, and he told Ray Allen, like in the script, it was he wins ten to nothing. Yeah. And so basically, what they did, they just rolled the ball out there, and Denzel scored. <laughs> and, they, yep. and they said Ray Allen looked at them like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, like what's going on?" So what ended up happening was they ended up really playing basketball. Because Ray Allen, like, this motherfucker, like, he was like in the script, man, I was supposed to win 10 to nothing. And Ray Allen got mad for real. Because <laughs> this yeah. kept scoring. And like I yeah. thought that that was so great, man. And that's the thing about films, it's like you will put things in there, but like if something happened and that film is rolling. Like just keep that shit going because it might be better than what you actually had down. But um mm -hmm. but to get back to it, like, you know, it, it was it was it was a great film. And Denzel is 
he's the type person where his his work is gonna last forever for the true fact of not just the great performances that he does, it's just that he's playing you know, fictional people and telling a story in a way of really the best way for it to be seen. Now maybe not read, because sometimes stuff can probably be read better, but like I think when you do this, and like like I like you said, like the next person was the person that wasn't actually his son that you know sadly passed away. Chadwick Boseman was doing the same thing, other than yeah. the Black Panther yeah. joints. He was playing mm-hmm. real, you know, biography people like people that was you know James Brown, Floyd Little, yep. Jackie Robinson. Like he was following. Man, I, for, I forgot about the Floyd Little. Oh my goodness. I yeah. forgot about that role. Yeah, it was short. It was real short, but you know, he but he was he he was on the same path of a Denzel Washington. Even when you look at yeah. something like Twenty One Bridge, you know what I'm saying? Like him yep. playing a cop. Denzel has played yep. a lot of cop movies. Remember, so, he even he he played great a, actor, uh, man. I, I I can't I can't you know I'm glad this was the first person. He played a um. Remember, he played a cop in um. What was that called? Message to the King or something like that? He was like from he, he was from South Africa and he went to go see his sister. I don't think, or I don't think he was a I don't think he was a cop. I think he was just revenging his no, he sister's was, death. He, no, was, he a was a cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a South African cop. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I haven't seen it in a while. But um Yeah. But I'm um, glad the five what was the what was the new one? Five brothers or five five bloods? Burrows or whatever? Five Bloods, yeah, he was in the the military, and that one, like, yeah, he was, yeah, he's doing his thing, man. Well, he was doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, man, it, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we did this there first, man. Like, he, he he's a whole legend out here, man, a whole legend. Yeah, buddy. Man, um, um, that's great. Oh, the song, the song that I was talking about about the hurricane is by Bob Dylan. It's called Hurricane. So, um. Oh, okay. That was in 76. Yeah, Bob Dylan did a song about that, too. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he he's brought up some iconic people, man. Frank Lucas, Hurricane Carter. Um, Herman Boone. Who else, man? Yeah, Herman Boone. Uh, um, he played a, he played one of the privates in Glory, uh, which was actually based off a true story as well. You know what I'm uh, saying? It's that, about one of the first... Um, Hmm? No, go ahead. Your, yeah, my bad, my bad. Go ahead. Oh no, you good. Um, yeah, but it was it was based off one of the first regiments in the Civil War, well, the first black regiment of the Civil War. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? He played some some great, great, you know what I'm saying, roles, man. What was you saying? You said Doc? Oh, I was saying Dr. Davenport. That's who he played in Anquan Fisher. Yeah, um, right, right. And right. and of course, and of course Michael Max. But um Of course, man. But, but man, man listen, listen we I'm, got... I'm telling you, bro. He he damn near he damn near was Malcolm X in that movie, man. Oh, I, I would but trust me. I know that's why I, when I, when I got the Malcolm X on my list, I was like it ain't nothing else I can say. I was like Scooby said it all. But man, when he, he, we finally he got a new movie to do. Man. What's up? What we doing? I said we found we finally got a new movie, man. Um, something oh, yeah. I had I saw put put you on. Um. I, I I seen it and and there's some there's some stuff under underground 
about this film as well that I I, I think people I I will say this is it's something that you know a lot of people have some access to it's an Amazon Prime movie um mm-hmm. but this movie man I, I I haven't seen it circulating like it should but hopefully we could put a lot of people on man it's is um we finally yeah, got a new film to be able to do there's a person in it very very well known and mm-hmm. they killed it they killed it second and, actually second time killing it yeah yeah this is, you, it's a movie they was in it was a movie that was in beforehand that they was kind of in the same lane and they did a hell of a job yeah and i i listen i've been waiting on see this type of film that we're doing next is one of those things where when that when that twist come, mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't know if I didn't I didn't get it until the scene went through because me and you talked about yeah, it. I, I'm there. with you. I'm with you. And I'm like, I was, yo. I was confused as fuck. Dude, I was thrown for a loop, dude. This, like this next one is gonna what be is, great, man. Like, look. Yeah, the thing, the thing to me about this movie, right, is it, it did something that a lot of movies don't do, and and it's it's really to me in a sense like if you watch enough of them, you can kind of catch the twist, like when it's happened before it happens. But like the way that they played it out and the way that they like shot certain scenes and everything else like that. It kind of confused you because, like, the way that they shot the scenes and the and the way that they play certain stuff, you really couldn't get a grasp on what it was because, like, the ending was well, not the ending, but the twist. You have no kind of information on where this, you know, what I'm saying where this even comes from. So yeah. to see it, it's like, oh shit, like what? So yeah, I mean, I think they did a good job can being able to conceal the plot twist, being able to conceal the story. Like I said, usually when I watch these things, I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna happen, da da da, or oh yeah, I seen that coming. Like the the last movie to do that for for me was the um the, a movie we just did recently was Antebellum. Like the the twist on Antebellum is like what the fuck, and to me this is in that same lane. Like oh shit, what? So. Yeah, this is this is a dope. This is gonna be a dope one. Yes, sir, man. Stay tuned. Stay tuned in. We got we got so many ideas for this podcast, man. Like I just feel like Yeah, yeah. You know, people this is one of the things is it's very easy to relate to, man, is movies. People love to sit back and watch a movie and mm-hmm. talk about it or you know at least hear somebody talking about it like this one was a little different uh, I, f- I felt like it flowed good even though we came up with some shit off the fly we didn't even have you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Oh, doing yeah. sleeper. That, that sleeper shit just popped up in my head but um I think this is one this is one that's gonna make people go back and watch some Denzel movies just to see you know what I'm saying how good he really is Cause like we know that he's great, right? We know like he's a legend, he's an icon. We know this, but I think that a lot of us 
that have seen these movies, especially a lot of people that's probably listening, we didn't probably realize how good he was because we kind of grew up with Denzel. You know what I'm saying? Like we were, a lot of us were like kids when a lot of his, you know what I'm saying, major movies came out. And then even then, like, even the ones that are like huge, huge, like I said, you know, like me, me specifically, American Gangster. I was in high school when American Gangster came out. So, when, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these movies that we talking about, you know what I'm saying? We, for me at least, I had to go back and watch them, you know what I'm saying, later on down the line. And so I think that a lot of people, when they actually get a chance to go back and watch some of these movies, like they will, they will actually see just how good he is, man, how he can just still a scene and he he's not really even doing a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not really even doing a lot. He's just, he's just him. You know what I'm saying? Like he really just, he just kills it just by being him, man. So I, I think this is, dude, for this episode, I think this is what that's going to do for people. Dude, dude, to close out what you just said, in the yeah. phone collector, he was in the bed the whole time. Laying down. He had seizures the whole man. time. He, he had seizures, but other than the seizures, he's laying down. He acted out. <laughs> Who can come on, man? Solving crime in a hospital bed, brother. <laughs> Denzel fucking Washington, man. Come on, bro. What are we talking about, man? This hey, listen. Listen. You don't believe us? You you don't you think we lying? Go ask your mom. Go ask your mama about doing this. She'll tell you. She will tell you, okay? Oh, <laughs> man. Salute to, the, salute to the great Denzel Washington, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's amazing being able uh, to see somebody so great and so amazing, you know what I'm saying, really perfect the art craft. And you know what I'm saying? I just learned something on this podcast that you said that, you know what I'm saying, he was still going to acting classes. So... You know what I mean? To to hear that is is crazy. Yeah, man. So wow, um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, but that's man, that's fine. Uh, uh, but for the people, I'm I'm having a little uh technical difficulties with the Stolen Time podcast. If you're not subscribed to it and you are Apple person, I'm working on some stuff right now. Um, I just got a new iPhone and that kind of jacked a lot of the stuff up. So um. But the Stolen Time Podcast, please go check that out. It's on um, all major platforms. And unless you're trying to look at Apple right now, it might be messed up, but I'm going to get in the lab. I'm going to try to fix it as soon as I can. But you can go to the Stolen Time Podcast page on Facebook, the Stolen Time Pod on Instagram, and s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, please go check out the, uh, the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast. That's on all major platforms. Um, I finished up the uh, October Horror Fest, so now we on to just regular stuff. I did a whole rant episode on smoking aces, so that's the last episode of Twenty Eight Minutes or Less. So go great check movie, that out. By the way. And um, great movie. I, I had I had to get that movie as flowers. And um, last but not least, man, go check out the uh, the VA podcast watch group page on Facebook. Yes, sir. You can check me out at Scoots Bronson on Twitter. You can check me out at Scoots Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. You can check me out on YouTube, Scoots Bronson TV. Um, make sure you go check out Isolated Society, man. I only got one episode up right now. 
but I do it every Thursday night from nine to ten. Um, it's just you know what I'm saying me talking sports. Uh, this week I will be ranting about my Cleveland Browns. It's a lot of stuff I'm not liking right now that I'm seeing. Um, but I do get into other sports besides football. I get into sports news, all that good stuff, man. So check me out. You can listen live uh, on Thursday nights from 9 to 10, like I said, or you can catch the replays um, on Fridays and from there on on all podcast platforms. Uh, you can also check out 15 Minutes of Fame. The last episode I did was with my guy Cheese Navy. You can check that out. That's still up. I got a new one coming up very, 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 very soon. I got to talk about the details of my guy, S. Dot Foster, but I think you guys are going to like this one that I got coming up. Um, and then, uh, like uh, S. Dot Foster said, man, make sure y'all go to that VA podcast watch group. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get up to at least 100 people so we can start doing um, – we can start doing watch parties. We want to be able to um, watch some movies and watch some, you know what I'm saying, videos and shows and stuff with the uh, listeners. That way you guys can, you know what I'm saying, kind of get a taste of what we like. We can kind of get a taste of what you guys like. And then, you know what I'm saying, depending on what movie we're doing, man, you'll be able to watch it with us before you actually hear our reviews. So I think that would be super, super, super dope. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you share with a friend. And if you are if you are on Apple Podcasts, please uh, leave us a rating in the comment. And um, for the five star ratings, we will be reading them live on the podcast as soon as we start getting them. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna start showing y'all love, man. Um, real quick though, I want to say, man, I want to give a shout out to my guy S. Foster because. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff has been going on in this podcast game. For me personally, you know what I'm saying? I just ended a podcast, but you know what I'm saying? My guy came in. I had an idea. He said, let's roll with it. And you know what I'm saying? He been on me about making sure these episodes been out. He been hitting me with these ideas. And you know what I'm saying? This has been a mutual, um, a mutual joint. And it's been one of the best things that I've done since I started podcasting. So, bro, I want to thank you very much, man, for being a part of this. And let's continue to, you know what I'm saying, kill these joints, man. Yes, sir, man. Like I told you before, uh, man, I wish I could remember. I think it was the Blavich episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just saying, like, it it was something that I was thinking about. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where, oh, man, this is going to sound arrogant as fuck. But I can't think of another way to say it. But, like. When you when you working with some like when you speaking to someone about something, and it's like, yeah. I am. Ah, oh, how do I want to say it? it? It just I was just afraid to to come to you about it, and then it was just like, and then you came to me, and I was like, fuck, I didn't even have to do it, but we was thinking the same thing, and it was yeah. like I wanted to work with you because we was doing little spots where I would I would jump on the already home sometimes, you would jump on the stolen time sometimes, and then it got to a point where I remember what really made me have the idea was when there was a time where you had did a um you did one podcast solo. Yeah. And that that we had spoke and then I was like, dude, if you need me, just hit me. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, we you jumped on the already home with me. I remember. Yeah, I definitely. And remember. I jumped on it with just me and you, and I was just like, well, damn, like we got a good chemistry. Like maybe we should keep this yeah. shit up. But I was yeah. just so afraid to be like, 
reach out to you about an idea about doing something because I just felt like you might have rejected the idea or not really rejected. Hell no. Nah. I wish you would have did it earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you would have did that shit earlier. Yeah, man, but like, you know, I, I just feel like the, the shit that we're doing, man, you know, if, if motherfuckers give it a shot, I feel like this shit could be legendary in the podcast game, man. Like, if, yeah, if yeah. It, it just people listen to it, they appreciate it. Because like, Cause like you said, like for me, I'm a guy, man. Like I do this shit off the dome. Like I really don't do, mm-hmm. especially like when I'm breaking down movies. Like like this this stuff we did today. Like to get the years and all that type stuff right. Yeah, like I'm looking at it on my computer. But like when I'm breaking down movies and I'm in my zone, like I don't have notes. Like I'm just going right off the yeah, dome. Yeah, you, like, you don't need I to. Just, you don't need to. And and that's the and that's the the dope part about it, bro. Is like. When you when you watch these movies, man, and, and you can go back and think about how they made you feel, and you know what I'm saying, how we talked about how when we were younger, and you know what I'm saying, we was in high school when we watched these movies. But when I'm talking about I'm in seventh, eighth grade watching these movies, like that just goes to show you just you know what I'm saying, how great these pieces of work was. But not only that, just how into movies and television that we are, because you know what I'm saying, like. I can I can remember vividly the first time I ever seen Titanic. I seen that shit when I was in sixth grade. My mom took me to a fucking li- to the library, and they had the double VHS, and we watched that shit on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like I can remember a whole bunch of shit. Like I remember my first time seeing shit like The Wiz, seeing The Last Dragon, the movie that we did before. Like so. You know what I'm saying? When we talk about these things, like this is something that we really have a passion for, man. And it's just so good to be able to talk to somebody else who has that same passion about movies, even if it's not the same movie. Just the fact that somebody who likes to watch movies and enjoys, you know what I'm saying, the entertainment aspect, bro, you don't really get the chance to, you know what I'm saying, come across too many people like that. So, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate you, man. And, and you know what I'm saying? Let's, like I said, let's continue to make this shit happen, bro. Yes, sir, man. Feeling is mutual, man. Feeling mutual. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, y'all go subscribe. Y'all go share with a friend. Tell everybody you know, you know what I'm saying, to, to listen to this podcast because it might be a movie on here you ain't never seen. And I'm sick and tired of seeing people post what's good to watch on Netflix. We telling you, goddammit. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, up. with that being said, man, Thank y'all again. You know what I'm saying? Like they say in the movies, that's a wrap. Cut.